sometimes people don't like to hear about how women's bodies work. So here's a whole episode. Periods. Everything you need to know and lots of stuff that isn't probably true. (laughs) This is The Wayward Podcast. This is Brianna Buckmaster. This is Kim Rhodes. And you're listening to The Wayward Podcast. I like how I introduce myself like I'm a television anchor. Because you kind of are if you want to be. And you know what? I have actually auditioned to be a television anchor the majority of my career. A television anchor, mom, or a cop. I swear to God, those are my hits. Yeah. As an actor. I get a lot of lawyer, but for a long mm. time, my sweet spot, my sweet spot, for a long time, my sweet spot was funny mom. Oh, that's cool. I'd like to be funny mom. Mine was just mom, and it's usually grieving mom. Oh, yeah. I did a lot of those, too. Lots of grieving moms over husbands sad or children. Mom. Sad, sad mom. mom. You're like, actually, no, I'm a mom, and I'm I'm not fucking sad. I'm pretty good. Moms, are, well, moms, I I always was was like, but mom is a relationship, not a character. It's true. That's not a description. That's not it. That's not anything. Yeah. That just means that she's done something in her life. I also somehow. made a decision a while ago to to literally just not audition for things where the description of the female character is only in reference to her relationship to other people. Oh, oh, long suffering, but still yeah. loves her husband. Yes. Wait. But that doesn't say anything about about her. No, it talks about him. When it talks about she's upset because he's going through this and he's experiencing this at work and his friend does this. I'm like, wait, I thought we were describing her. And then, well, I quit auditioning for those. Well, I don't really audition for them anymore. But I found that I found that when I would go in, Mm -hmm. I would go in with my own sensibilities. Mm -hmm. Like, why is she married to this man for 20 years? There must be something going on. And I remember having one audition where I read the sides and the casting director said, could you do that again, only maybe less angry? Oh, and I swear to God, I said, oh, you want the Oxycontin version? I did not book that role. No. But, I mean, you weren't wrong. <laughs> Less angry. You know how tired this bitch is? She angry. Like, this is the last time she's cleaning yeah. up your cornflakes, <laughs> dick. Oh, oh, well, speaking of being a mom, Kim. Yes. We thought we would take this opportunity to discuss something that we often just very quickly discuss at almost every single one of our panels, which is... Our periods. Mm-hmm. See, we we um, our panels consist of asking us questions, and then we get to answer them. Mm-hmm. But often people are too timid or intimidated or just don't wanna. So yeah. every single time we threaten to talk about our periods until someone gets up and asks us a question. And you know what is funny is when we first started doing it, we would go off on it about, and I think people have clocked in that we actually will start discussing our periods and so people line up a lot faster now (laughs) but now you're going to listen to a whole 20 minutes of it or however long we're going to talk about it yeah um because periods people need to realize are a very important part of life on this planet Uh, literally yeah Literally. Like, there would be no human race if we didn't have our periods. It is science. Now, before we go into this, I want something to be clear. I am not a scientist. I am not 
I I also am not a very smart woman. (laughs) I was so, you were getting so excited. She's gesturing. She's flipped her hair twice. Uh, I was like, oh, I didn't know Brianna was on fire with this. There's one thing I like to remind people is that I, I have a plethora of street smarts and social smarts. So... I can talk about periods because I think it's important that we talk about it and that it's important for young girls to know that it is not something to be ashamed of or to shy away discussing. It's important for young boys to know that, Absolutely. too. And to not be ashamed of talking about it. Um, and so I want to talk about it in the sense of embracing the freedom of discussing it. Yeah. It's just a thing. Mm-hmm. It's wayward to talk about this. Exactly. Also, it's probably super easy for us. And this is one of the earlier podcasts mm-hmm. that we're recording. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we're like, if this turns into a shit show, it's okay. It's also like we haven't, the reviews haven't been out yet. So we're like, yeah, I'm going to talk about my period. Tough shit. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, let's talk about my first period. Yeah, how I don't old remember. Were you? I don't remember exactly how old I was, but I remember getting it late because I remember actually thinking, maybe I'm just not going to get it, which I mean does happen. I think for people. For so, what's late? I think I was in middle school, so I would have been in grade probably seven or eight. Okay, um, which would have made me well, twelve or thirteen, maybe. Okay, um, so. I yes. want to clarify something. Yes, yes, here. yes. So this actually was a question once asked to me by a young person and me being the adult with the information. Getting your period late when it starts is not the same thing as getting your period late. <laughs> right. You might be pregnant. <laughs> right, 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 no, right. But, but like that needs to be clarified. That does, yeah. When you start your period late, it means you're a little older when you start having it. Yeah. Getting your period late means I'm on a regular cycle. Yes. It comes fairly regularly and it should have shown up by now. Mm, might be pregnant. Also, in order for that to be a concern, you would have to be sexually active, which yep. I was not. I was not until a hearty 10 years later. Yeah. And I'm not saying that to encourage other people to follow or to make people feel better if they feel the same way. That's just who I was. I didn't lose my virginity till I was 20 fucking three and I am proud of it. But my period, I think, came when I was, you know, before high school. But it was later than the other girls. And Did you know what was happening? Yes. I mean, there kind of is no question when you're of that age and there's blood coming from those regions. It's kind of like a famous thing you're taught about in school. Now, I didn't know how it was going to happen. I didn't. I, you hear about the cramps and the hormones. None of that I really recognized. It was just kind of like, oh, there it is. So now we're doing this thing. Hey, buddy. Guess I'm a, I guess I'm a woman now. Now, you also said you learned about it in school. Is this something that was taught to you in school or by yeah. your mom? Because I know that you had brothers, right? Yes, so yeah. So the, the, you didn't have siblings that would have been addressing this no, for you. No, that's true. Right. And you have an older sister, right? Nope. Younger sister, oh, actually. Oh, younger. I was the older sister. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. I had brothers and my mom was pretty good about discussing things. My mom was a bit of a hippie. And so while that was not, that was, it was a conservative time and people weren't as open about talking about periods on podcasts. Um, But she, I think we discussed it, but I think that she was more concerned it was embarrassing to me, which it probably was um, Mm. at that time. And so didn't want to discuss it at length. And I think that when you're a preteen girl, 
you're unfortunately eager to grow up, which you realize when you're older, you're just like, well, you should have just enjoyed that time. Now, that's that was going to be my next question. Did you mm-hmm. have an emotional reaction to it or was it just like, ah, now this is this thing I got to deal with? I don't think I had an emotional. I think at that time I had other things that were um, plaguing my emotions, such as being bullied at school. I was really overweight. I, I was really into boys and boys really were not into me. <laughs> And so I was, I think, more concerned with that stuff. And the period was just kind of, yeah, I think I was more like, there it is. It was of no concern because being sexually active was not a concern in my life. Um, I was not terribly active, so I wasn't worried about sports at all. I think that's uh, for uh, young girls who are really active. I think when they get their period, they get worried about that or so I've heard. In terms of like wearing tampons versus pads, in terms of Ugh. not fitting in with the boys, that kind of stuff, right? Wow. Yeah. But no. Now, what did you do? Did you have me. feminine supplies that you already? Do knew you want to know something? Use? I did not wear a tampon until I was in college. Wow. I know. Yeah. I was just like, this feels strange. And then a friend of mine was like, Are "You kidding me? You're just basically like sitting in a diaper of your own stuff." Oh. Like, oh, that's a good point. Oh. Yep. Um, yeah, so that's my initial period story. How about you? Oh, uh, I was 14. Oh. I was in high school. Um, my locker partner, because my first class was geometry and it was different grades. It was uh-huh. like all grades, whoever was taking geometry at mm-hmm. that point. And, um, and my locker partner, Val, helped me out. She, like, was like, because I was like a child. Her first yeah, she was a junior yeah. or a senior. Oh, I see. And um, and she was like, "Here's what you do. Here's how you get." What? And that was like awesome. It was like a little rite of passage. And mm. but my mom and I'm sure we're gonna talk a lot about my mom. Mm-hmm. Oh, my sweet, wonderful mom was like grew up in an era of being a lady. Right. And there were just things that weren't discussed. Man. Which made it very awkward. Like how do you help your child do things mm-hmm. when you can't discuss it? So she basically said the supplies are in the bottom like I was wearing do you know those belts? Mm-hmm. They actually had um uh, pads that didn't have any sticky. This is before they had sticky oh, on the underwear. Wow. They had like tails on them and then you wore an elastic belt and attached the tail to so it was like you were wearing a a a maxi pad g-string yeah under your underwear it was awful and they didn't and i didn't know it then but i had a condition called endometriosis very severely common condition so it was like floodgates had opened oh lord so pads weren't what my mom used didn't work for me. Oh, man. So it, I just, I remember, God bless my poor little me. I needed, I would double them up. I would put one oh on top God. of the other and go through that. Like so you're it looked sitting like on a I was, basketball in I was, class. And you could see it. Oh, no. And so then I put them side by side. And, of course, that didn't, that completely against the laws of physics. Right. I was great at geometry. Uh-huh. Not so much physics. Physics. And, um, and then, finally, my mom told me she didn't want me to use it. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's so dear, and she got so much better later in her life, but she told me she didn't want me to use a tampon because she didn't want me to lose my virginity. No! <laughs> and so she eventually gave in and 
was like, fine, you can use the tampons. But she had like ginormous. Yeah. Ma- it's like sticking a phone book I didn't, up your vagina. It's, that's what it felt like. And I couldn't understand. My dad was teaching me to drive at the time. So this clearly is two years of leaking oh, pads. Boy, I'm oh boy, 16. Oh boy. And I couldn't figure out why I couldn't sit down to oh drive with this cardboard. Oh, we were a cheap family. Oh, man. Once I discovered plastic rounded applicators, yep. it was it was my life <laughs> It is remarkable. Like I don't I have never had a real crazy flow. Oh. I've never been like but I had girlfriends that were like they could not sit through one class. Yeah. Like one hour. The other thing I learned was that this was this was really my first experience with, with being told I was imagining pain. Ooh. Um, oh, because yeah. it woman turns condition. out, like, years and years and years later, yeah. I was almost not able to have children. And then when I did have a child, my OB comes in the next day and he's like, want to hear how close you came to dying? Like, my uterus was devolving right. from the second I hit puberty. Yeah. So and I would say it hurts. It hurts. It hurts so badly. And everybody was like... What's wrong with you? Just take a couple aspirin. Yeah, man. You have cramps. Yeah, you have cramps. Everybody gets cramps. You're just being a baby. Put a hot pad on it and get over it. Mm. And the the experience of my pain being diminished Mm -hmm. and the fact that my pain was identified with something uniquely female. Mm -hmm. um, Oh, right. Or as I identified as being Mm -hmm. female Mm -hmm. was... I, like it created lasting trauma. Sure. So that now I still imagine pain and girls work through the pain and that's our and it it just was so fucked up. Do you so, ever do you remember seeing those like uh, ads from like, you know, n- n- early 1900s that was like reasons women are admitted into mental hospitals and one of them was like um like PMS. Yep. It was like you were considered a lunatic. If you said well, that you were having cramps. Histero yes. is the Latin base for your uterus. Hystero, hysterectomy. Right. Hysteria. Hysterics. Yeah. It's crazy. They literally named the part of our body yeah. after being cray-cray. After being hysterical, yeah. Yeah, it's bananas, the stuff that um, women are, are told that is just a female issue. We're imagining it. We're imagining it. Or it's just like, deal with it. And the stuff that isn't imaginary, Mm -hmm. we're supposed to be ashamed of and not talk about. Yes. Like, periods. Like, what what is, it's, I mean, dudes bleed on the football field all the time. exactly. You know, hockey players are spitting blood all over the ice. Why why is it different when it's actually a natural, healthy part? It's actually something that's supposed to happen. Yeah. And it's the reason that you're literally, scientifically, the reason you're on this planet. Yeah. Why does that freak you out? Yeah, it's funny. I talk about vaginas a lot at panels because I, in our house, we use that word quite liberally because I really want uh, my daughter to understand that that is a part of her body to be proud of and to take care of. And in my hopes, that means that when she does become sexually active or, you know, knock on wood, that this doesn't happen, but that somebody tries to pressure her into something she knows how to protect her body because there's no part of her body that she doesn't understand or doesn't respect wholly. It's also, I believe, mm-hmm. now people can correct us in the comments if I'm wrong, but I believe it has been proven that destigmatizing 
um, genitals mm-hmm. and sexual areas makes it harder to fall prey to a predator. That's right. Because if secrets and shame are already attached to those areas, mm-hmm. then someone who preys on secret and shame and uses secrets and shame for you to keep your mm-hmm. mouth shut, you're mm-hmm. already used to not talking about it. Yeah. So, but if this is my vagina, don't touch my th- my vagina is my body. Yeah. It's mine. There's no shame no. or stigma or I mean we use gina, but that's more because Tabby still has speech issues. Right, 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 right. But yeah, I feel like I talk about vaginas a lot on panels. Because I want it to be okay. I want it to be normalized. I don't, I'm not saying I want to talk about vaginas all day long. I'm just saying it's some just days. my body. Yeah, some days. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Depends which day. Um, yeah, and I think it's okay. And the same thing with periods. I think, I think the more that we talk about it, the less people become afraid of it. And I don't know. Like you said, it takes the stigma out of... It and it allows women to become more respectful and appreciative and protective. Well, and information empowered. As we're talking about this, I'm really identifying with the feeling of shame around not knowing. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that there were things that could relieve me of the shame of bleeding all over my pants. Right. I didn't know that actually it wasn't something that it's I true. needed to be ashamed of. Yep. And so sharing information, how are you going to know? Yeah. I mean, I fault myself all the time for, oh, I should have known. I should have known. It's one of the biggest things I beat myself up about. But how are you going to know? No. If nobody tells you, how are you going to know? Yeah. Nobody told me that the answer to a leaking pad was not too <laughs> was, was not, not to double the leaky up. pads. <laughs> but that's, I mean, yeah, that's a tricky one. So if there's anything you can take away from... This episode of the Wayward Podcast, it is be sure to ask questions. There's yeah. no shame in asking questions. If you don't feel comfortable asking your parent or teacher, ask a friend and allow us to be the ones to remind you there's just no shame in it. This is your body. You should be proud of your body. You should be proud of the things it's not doing. If you feel uncomfortable with the things it's doing, ask somebody. Talk to a doctor. Doctors actually love talking about this. Oh, yeah. And you know what? If you are ashamed, Mm -hmm. you know, because I also really relate to the, I know I shouldn't be ashamed of this, but I totally am. Totally, yeah. Totally am. Just take baby steps. Yeah. Just little tiny baby steps. Yeah. Like, like it's it's okay because we don't know any better, right? Let's work together to continue moving forward and being proud of our bodies, being proud of our female bodies and the things that they do instead of trying to hide bits and pieces of them. Let's enjoy them and be proud of them as a whole. Yeah. No shame. And no shame if there is shame. Yeah, man. Thank you, Kim Rhodes. Thank you, Brianna Buckmaster. 